Coming up in this hour, ANC President Cyril Ramaphosa has given the assurance that the issues of the Northwest will be dealt with with the urgency that they deserve. ANC stalwart Dr. Zola rather, will be laid to rest in Pretoria this morning. And the Northwest MEC has disputed assumptions that two patients who died in the chronic medical ward at Mafikeng Provincial Hospital could have died due to lack of medical care. These are some of your stories in this half an hour. Now, the focus really is on the ANC president, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, who has given the assurance that the issues of the Northwest will be dealt with the urgency that they deserve. Now, as you know, residents of Mai Kang and other Northwest towns have been embarking on violent protests to demand the immediate removal of the Premier, Supra Mahumapelo. And we're asking you this morning, do you think the intervention by the ANC president will quell the violence in the Northwest? I would like you to let me know what's on your mind on 891 But Hashtag Weekend View. Now remember, you can engage with us on that number, 891 That's the number here in studio. The big story, ANC President Cyril Ramaphosa has given the assurance that the issues of the Northwest will be dealt with the urgency that they deserve. Now, he made the assurance during the media briefing that was held in Mai Kang late last night after attending an urgent ANC leaders meeting. Patrick Dentuan, Lucas Motabedi filed this report. President Sil Ramaphosa was forced to cut short his trip from the United Kingdom in order to come and attend the crisis in the Northwest. He convened an urgent meeting of the party's top six National Executive Committee members, the provincial leadership, alliance partners and all the leagues. All those who attended the meeting raised their challenges facing the Northwest. After a marathon meeting, the ANC president addressed the media where he assured residents of Mahikeng about a speedy attendance to their concern. There may be a concern out there that we are going to take forever. I want to assure everyone that we are going to act speedily on this matter. We are not able to give the exact time frame now, but we are going to act as speedily as possible to address each of the issues that have been raised with us. Ramaphosa has also called on the residents to remain calm and allow the party to deal with the concerns. Matters are being addressed. Now we would like to make a call to all the citizens of Mahikeng, all the citizens of the Northwest, and indeed all our people to remain calm, to not get into anything that will lead to unrest, protests that can lead to violence, that can lead to destruction of property, be it government property or private property. Residents who awaited anxiously for the outcome of the meeting were disappointed after receiving the news. They went on the rampage and clashed with the police following chaotic scenes where they attempted to ban a local complex. Here are some of them raising their disappointment. We are really disappointed that President Ramaphosa did not remove Premier Supra This thing of not removing him has made us very angry. We are going to fight. We are going to continue with protests. We are sad, my brother. We wanted Ramaphosa to remove him. He did not. Now look how people are angry and destroying properties. It's for Ramaphosa to remove this premier. He took everything for himself. We want him out. 
running battles went on into the night as residents have vowed to continue with violent protest actions until the ANC leadership hit to their demands. I'm Patrick Dintua in Mahikeng. Now remember that you can engage with us on that number, 891 That's the number here in studio. We'd like to find out from you with all the violence happening in uh, the Northwest, uh, do you think that the intervention by the ANC president, Cyril Ramaphosa, will quell the violence in the Northwest? Let us know what's on your mind. Uh, but to find out more about the issues that's happening currently in the Northwest, we're joined on the line by the ANC Youth League NEC member, Ndomiso Mokaka. A very good morning to you and welcome. Welcome. Good morning, Elvis, and good morning to the listeners of SAFM. Mr. Mukako, can you tell us, you have called for the resignation of both the Premier, Supramo Mapelo, as well as the ANC President, Colin Maine. Uh, tell us why now. I don't think it is true that I've called for the resignation of President Colin Maine. Neither have I called for the President, uh, for the resignation of the Premier of the Northwest, but I have made a comment on the Premier of the Northwest and said that the people of Northwest are justifiable to protest given the evidence that is in front of us. What evidence is there? The, amongst the things which they are talking about is the deteriorating the, the, the state of service delivered in the province, which includes the, the roads which are becoming bad day by day, the allegations of corruption that we see on TV and we read about uh, from time to time. So I'm saying if uh, you have services which are deteriorating and you have such allegations, you are indeed justifiable to protest, but you are not permitted to destroy public property or become violent because violence is not a means of resolving political problems. Now, who do you think is promoting the violence in the Northwest as we speak? I would not know. Now, how best do you think the issue in Maikeng should be resolved? Should the Premier just step down? Uh, look, I, I don't think the only solution could be the Premier stepping down. That would not... Uh, I don't think that if he were to, to step down today, that the, their problems will be resolved. Him stepping down is part of the solution, but there are many other things, because you would recall that but recently... He just suspended a DG, a, a, a head of department in health, which I think is one of the problems. And I think there are many other people who, which are implicated in allegations, in reports, which might need to follow him if he falls. Mm-hmm. What should be the role of the Youth League in this whole debacle within the Northwest province? The, the Youth League in the Northwest has, in the meantime, done very well to always uh, be with the people of Northwest and ensure that wh- whenever there are protests, there is no violence. Mm-hmm. And do yes. you think that the intervention by the ANC president, Cyril Ramaphosa, will quell the violence in the Northwest? Though? Definitely. The ANC is a credible leader of society. When, whenever, it, it, it not, in many instances, when it intervenes, it usually provides solutions. And if you capture the mood in South Africa now, South Africans are very happy with the leadership of President Cyril Ramaphosa, and with time, I am sure that it will quell the violence and the ANC will come with a lasting solution to the problems of the people of Northwest. As the ANC Youth League NEC member, were you part and parcel of the discussions that's happening in the Northwest? 
No, none whatsoever. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Mokako. He is Ndomiso Mokako. He is the ANC Youth League NEC member there, joining us on the line, giving us his take on what's happening in the Northwest. Now, remember, you can do the same. Let us know what's on your mind on that number, 891 That's the number here in studio. We'd like to find out from you. Do you think that the intervention by the ANC president will quell the violence there in the Northwest? Now, we're staying in that province. The Northwest Health MEC has disputed assumptions that two patients who died in the chronic medical ward at Maikang Provincial Hospital could have died due to a lack of medical care. Now, he says they died as a result of their medical conditions. Patients in the ward told SABC News that there was no health professional in the ward to assist them during the night. Three people have been confirmed dead at the hospital. Sisi Sakhalo was at the hospital and has compiled the following report. It is painful. I did not feel okay. We are traumatized. Most of us won't be able to sleep with another person in that condition. There were no doctors and nurses. They left on Wednesday due to the strike. What eight and what nine? Arriving in the hospital, this traumatized patient took me straight to another patient who had died overnight. She was still covered in her own blankets. Through my naked eyes, I could not immediately tell that her still frail body meant she was no more. She alleges that they received no medical care during the night. Another frail patient who wanted to leave the hospital. At Ward 9, I found patients who were mostly bedridden, while others were on oxygen machines on their own. There was no sign of any health professional in the ward. Later, one nurse arrived, followed by two more. Two patients in this ward have been confirmed dead. The MEC for Health in Northwest, Dr. Mahome Masiki, says the two patients, including a child, all died from medical conditions and not due to lack of care. I've just got the report that it is true that we lost two patients from the medical ward and I'm told they were chronically ill patients. I've got a, a, a report now that one neonate died with septicemia, a very sick baby. Yes, we've lost three actually. We do not choose not to have care in our hospital. This situation is abnormal. Yesterday's riots were such that there could not be deliveries. Yesterday's riots were such that people could not come to work. Masike said they were expecting the military health personnel anytime on Friday. But even after lunchtime, there was still no sign of any of them. I have just been talking to Major General Dabula now. As we speak, they are mobilizing. They confirmed the numbers with me. As I speak, they are mobilizing. Uh, so anything can happen from now. We, we gave them the numbers that we need. They will tell us later the numbers they have that they can help us with. So the numbers we give them are not absolute. It is in terms of what we require, they will be able to help us with what they've got. The hospital still looks deserted, with only a skeletal staff on duty. I'm Sisi Sekhalo in Mahiking. So the question is, do you think that the intervention by the ANC President Cyril Ramaphosa will quell the violence there in Northwest? We've also seen the health problems in that, uh, the health 
problems in the area. So let me know what's on your mind. Uh, Sipo, you're on the line from Johannesburg. A very good morning to you. Sipo, are you there? Yes, yes, Elvis. Very good morning Elvis. to you. Yes. Elvis, uh, morning and to the listeners. Elvis, I'm I'm one of the person who was born and bred in that area and in Munchiwa, even to be direct. Mm. Elvis, the, we need to analyze this crisis, not only to compare it with only 1994, but going to your big question, Elvis, the mediation should not have been only political, should have even in, in included the community and the elders, because this is a party political crisis that have affected governance. Mm. And one aspect Elvis have been missing as the media is the prior gross human rights violations that have been happening, neglect of the health system. And I can be honest with you, Elvis, as one person who has affected, I've lost my sister in that current hospital last year. So I'll be even taking them up mm. as well uh, at some point. Secondly, Elvis, the same premium, no, no one has tracked that he has his tabal, his emissions as well, it is accomplished or they are part of the mess that they have created in that province. Mm. And you must remember one thing, Elvis, again, that is so sad. When people are banning and looting, we don't look at the police violence as well. We are looking at the side of perpetrators or agitators. But the police in that province, we cannot forget Marikan. The police in that province, they don't understand the Gathering of Regulations Act of 1994. Which I will say to you, Elvis, it is not proper for us to say we can bring the Gathering of Regulations Act because the anger that has started in that uh, province has been there since 2014. Mm-hmm. And All I right. think that's where we are missing. Yes. And Cyril cannot mediate alone without involving the community. You cannot bring a political solution to the problem that has a governance issue. Mm-hmm. So, so do you think the people are justified by burning down government properties and buildings? Obvious, Elvis, this is the language in the political struggle that has been used. If you don't listen to the people, people will start to ban, but banning buildings of the state, Elvis, we cannot say it is fine, it is proper. Hmm. But this is the anger that comes from the youth, and we will tend to forget our own history in this country, that the language that people will talk, it is the language that the government can listen to, because they've been avoiding them. You could see yesterday, it's only Minister Taylor who was able to interact with the Denville community. Yes. All the MECs, all the premiers, where were they? They are hiding in the suburbs and in them. Why are you going far and not engage with the problem? Mm-hmm. All so right. For me, the Elvis will say, we cannot uh, condone uh, these uh, banings and shootings, but we should apply the issue of engagement agent because this matter cannot wait until Monday. I can assure you, Elvis, every day there is a hassle that is going on in any, in every village. Yes. All right. So says Sipo in Johannesburg. If you live in uh, the Northwest, please also let us know what's on your mind. 0891104208. Now we're conducting a poll on Twitter on the Weekend View. We want to know from you, uh, do you think that the intervention by the ANC President Sol Ramaphosa will quell the violence there? Now so far 32% of you says that you'll wait and you'll see. 56% says that they don't think it'll help. And 12% says they think it will help. So let me know what's on your mind on the Twitter handle as well as on the comment line. Now, Jimmy Boy says, Elvis, this one-hour weekend view is just too short. It's not making sense at all to me. 
I missed the three-hour-long Saturday program. Well, we're going through some changes, Jimmy Boy. Elvis uh, says uh, in Tokozo, if the president fires the corrupt Supra Mazupta immediately, uh, as demanded by the community, definitely Mai Kang will re- uh, return to normalcy sooner than later. And Young Garden says, Elvis, uh, you are too short. Please get longer. <laughs> I need you for at least two hours. So says Jan Gardens. Well, Jan, we've got to wait and see. <laughs> this is the time slot as we have it right now between 6 and 7 in the morning, unfortunately. Keep them coming. We'll read those comments as we continue. And uh, we'll also you can also do so, by the way, uh, on the Twitter handle. That Twitter handle, it's a very important one that you need to have with you at all times. Hashtag Weekend View. And you can let us know in studio 891 uh, 104-208 and the WhatsApp voice note number 082, forgot about that one, 6923909. You can also uh, leave us a message there. Now, let's go to international finance news for South Africa. The leadership of the of South Africa's Treasury as well as the Reserve Bank believe a return of business confidence could give the economy the necessary boost to realize President Cyril Ramaphosa's growth target of 3% for 2018. Finance Minister Ntlanslanene, on his first visit to the IMF World Bank meetings in Washington since his reinstatement in February, says he's hit the road running, reconnecting with old colleagues and stakeholders as the issue of unemployment in emerging economies has stopped the agenda. The Governor of the Reserve Bank in his role as chair of the IMF's powerful policy steering committee has painted as pos- a positive picture of the country's growth tra- trajectory. Sherwin Bryce Peace reports. Finance Minister Ntlantla Nene joined ministers and central bank governors from the G20 in closed-door discussions where inclusive growth and low levels of job creation in emerging economies were put front and centre. Issues of unemployment that we are confronted with as a country and as the emerging economies are at the top of our agenda, so inclusive growth becomes um, you know, part of our agenda you know, collectively. And uh, as we move on, also we are beginning to look at um, what are the uh, key areas that we could actually find each other. He warned of headwinds, a possible trade war in light of unilateral protectionist policies, managing the national debt at sustainable levels and stabilizing the country's state-owned enterprises. If you look at ASCOM, which is our largest in terms of um, being a, a, a heavy drain on the fiscus in terms of the guarantees, but at the same time looking at how the company itself continues to execute its mandate. And um, you now have a new board, you now have new executive, um, and um, all the people involved in corruption are beginning to face the consequences. All of those things are happening in a very short space of time. But uh, that's putting in place the right fundamentals before you move on. This as global growth remains strong, which could benefit South Africa's prospects among other fundamentals, at least according to the country's Reserve Bank Governor, Lesetje Chaganyaho. Yes, we are growing below the global uh, average, but do you know what? We had had to revise our growth of 2016 higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, growth in 2017 surprised even the... Uh, most optimistic uh, coming out at 1.3%. We now have had an economy that has been growing in excess of 2% uh, for each one of the three uh, uh, previous uh, uh, previous quarters. So the momentum is, uh, uh, is, set, is setting in. Confidence 
has returned to the South African uh, economy as politics uh, mm -hmm. had uh, stabilized and it uh, looks like we are also beginning to have policy certainty and because we are beginning to have policy certainty, uh, business confidence uh, has risen and with uh, rising business confidence that would mean that investment could uh, take place. Business confidence alone has been quantified at around 0.5% in terms of economic growth. Serving also as chairman of the IMF's International Monetary and Financial Committee, Governor Hanyaho has a positive outlook. What had constrained the growth in the economy over the past two or three years had nothing to do with the global economy because mm. the global economy was growing uh, stronger than we had seen uh, previously. It had to do with our own idiosyncrasies mm. and those idiosyncrasies were um, created by political uncertainty and uh, policy uncertainty. With policymakers here more enthused about South Africa's prospects, prompting investors to take a second look. I'm Sherwin Bryce-Pease in Washington. 6.30, time for your news headlines. Thanks, Elvis. In the headlines, ANC President Cyril Ramaphosa says the party wants to engage further with the people of the Northwest before a decision on the current situation in the province is made. The funeral service of ANC stalwart Dr. Zola Square is scheduled to start at the CRC Church at Silver Lakes east of Pretoria this morning. And Swedish DJ Avicii, who is known as one of the world's biggest dance music stars, has died in Oman at the age of 28. No cause of death was announced for the DJ, whose full name is Tim Bergling. Details on these and more at 7. Elvis Presley, 6 to 7 a.m., Saturdays and Sundays. Thank you, Kirit. Here we'll be back later on the top of the hour at 7 o'clock with your news. Now, the broad-based Black Economic Empowerment Commission says that companies are still fronting through trust in order to circumvent the BE laws. Commissioner Zodwan Tuli told Parliament's Select Committee on Trade and International Relations that 83% of the 334 complaints that the Commission has handled relate to fronting practices. We spoke to the BE Commissioner Zodwan Tuli on the growing problem of business fronting. The most important thing that we must say is that um, having a black ownership through a trust is not a bad thing, all right? Mm. Because by doing so, what you do is that uh, through a trust, for instance, you can actually have shareholding by community members, you can have shareholding by workers in the organization, and so forth. So that kind of broad-based nature of Triple B is encouraged. However, what we have seen increasingly is that the, the, the trust model is adopted in a way to circumvent. Basically, companies, uh, I think it might be because when it's a trust, then they sh the ownership is indirect, so there isn't a lot of participation, which then actually allows the company to continue as if nothing has changed in terms of their ownership um, structure. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the legislation, um, at every transaction that is at 25 million and above is required to be registered with the commission if it's a BE transaction, all right? So we started receiving transactions from last year in June. So, so far we've got 275 transactions that have been received. Out of that, we found 75, sorry, 95 trusts that are actually um, uh, embedded in, those, in, in that ownership structure. And out of that 95, over 80% are not compliant. 
So it's a scheme that presents itself as if it's black ownership, but actually it's not ownership in real terms. Mm-hmm. Explain that for us, because if the ownership is indirect, how then does the trust then benefit from uh, this particular income or perhaps the, the, the contracts that they would be awarded to? Yes, what, what, what should be happening is that, let's, let's say, for instance, that in, your, in, in the company, they say 30% ownership mm-hmm. is in the hands of the workers. And then they say the workers hold this ownership or this stake in the company through a trust. So the trust becomes a shareholder in the company. Then the workers become beneficiaries in, the, in, in that trust, all right? Mm-hmm. But what needs then to happen is that the workers must then appoint the trustees and then to the trust. And then the, one of the trust, trustees or maybe two of them would then represent the workers on the board of the company itself so that they can be able to influence decisions and so forth. But what we increasingly pick up is that the, 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 the trustees are often appointed and are, are, are controlled by the companies themselves. And therefore, it means basically the company is running itself uh, you know, as if there isn't any black ownership. So ideally, all of those rules should be, should be, should be applied in a way that the, the workers actually are real hold, uh, shareholders, even though they, it's indirect through a trust. But that kind of influence and participation should happen through the trustees, but as well as through the dividends that should be paid to the trust itself and distributed to the beneficiaries on an ongoing basis in accordance with how the company is performing. Now, as the BAE com- uh, Commission, how will you circumvent this and making sure that this does not happen? What we are doing right now is that there are investigations that we have conducted and now we'll be releasing also findings of those investigations specifically. And in some of the investigations that we've conducted, some of the companies have already um, even offered to settle and they have um, agreed to pay the, the, the beneficiaries who were never paid anything, the monies that were due to them for that period. Certainly, uh, um, Elvis, is that um, most of the trust that we are picking up as well happened even before we came into existence as mm. the commission. And some of those matters, we are unable to deal with them because we do not have jurisdiction. But our focus this year is going to really be um, looking out for the, for the, for the vulnerable uh, 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 beneficiaries of this trust, because if it's called ownership trust, then it must be real and we must be able to, to do that. So the minister is also going to publish um, the, the, the statement that is going to also emphasize how the trust, if they are used as a, as a, as a, as a BE ownership model, how, what is it that they should not have in them? Because at the moment there are rules in the codes of good practice, but there are certain elements which uh, companies uh, you know, keep saying, oh, but this one is not clear. So the minister will also clarify that, and we've emphasized to the minister the, the agency in doing that, and he has promised to, to, to issue those, those guidelines um, soon. That is the broad-based Black Economic uh, Commission Empowerment Commissioner uh, Zodwan Tuli in Pretoria. Now, to discuss the impact of fronting that it had on black business and, and BEE, we also spoke to the Black Business Council Secretary uh, General George Sobolelo. The, the question is, if somebody has done a fraud, why it should be different treatment compared to when somebody has committed uh, a fraud by stealing money uh, in, in another different situation, the, the punishment should be exactly the same. And we believe that uh, uh, the people that are practicing that fronting practices, they must be punished very harshly. And we want to make sure that those people 
are publicized by the National Treasury for entire government procurement, and they must be banned in doing business with government and, and many other corporates in South Africa who are committed to this country who have done structures properly must make sure that they expose this individual and there must be criminal charges uh, uh, um, put against them. Is it your belief that fronting has affected black business in terms of its growth within the mainstream economy of the country? It, it, it has. Uh, if you recall, just after 1994 and uh, 1995, the major acquisition activity was driven by uh, B transactions. That is the Black Business Council Secretary General George Sibolelo in Johannesburg speaking to us. Now, criminal and legal action will now be pursued against former SAA board chairperson Dudu Mayeni, Dudizani Zuma, and the three Gupta brothers, A.J. Rajesh and Atul. The decision has been taken by the Public Enterprises Committee investigating allegations of state capture at state-owned entities. Now, to discuss this, we say a very good morning to Angwani Malautsi, the Hawk spokesperson. A very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Morning, morning, Elvis, and morning to the listeners as well. Now, the Hawks say that they are still waiting for an official request from Parliament to assist in tracking down some witnesses. Is there any word from Parliament asking for assistance from yourselves? Well, I haven't heard anything as yet. Hmm. Uh, and our approach was that we would want to engage them uh, in the request that they made public um, so that we can be able to find a lasting solution to their problem. Hmm. Where the the accused uh, or the people that uh, is being pursued now, um, the former board chairperson, uh, Dudu Muyeni, Duduzani Zuma, as well as the Gupta brothers, uh, are they in the country or out of the country? Well, um, well um, according to to what I heard, um, Mr. Dumeni is not part of, part of those people that they wanted us to assist. Hmm. So we... I the view that they were talking about the, the Gupta brothers as well as Mr. Duduzani uh, Zuma. Um, Mr. Dumini, I'm quite sure uh, that she did make a statement that she was in, uh, in the country, just that she was sick. So I think it's something that they can be able to deal with. Um, the only uh, problem that they are, they are encountering is against these four gentlemen. Mm-hmm. So we we like we said we would want to to to, to engage them and see how best. Okay, well, remember we we are not uh, um, we do not have the powers in fact to be able to um, effect arrests um, if some people are outside of the country. We can only uh, use um, uh, entities like the, the Interpol. Uh, we also have the NPA that um, have got a special unit uh, that can be able to assist as well mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the mutual legal assistance. So it, it will be good that we understand exactly what is it that they would want us uh, mm-hmm. to do so that we can um, then be able to take them to the right, uh, I mean, um, to take the right direction in terms of um, making sure that we put them those to those who can be able to, to assist them. So, so if they're out of the country, it's basically out of your hands and you need to work with Interpol or with the, uh, or with the NPA to do that in order to arrest them? Of course. Um, like we are uh, in that process, um, we have made it very clear that uh, we, there is a, 
a warrant of arrest that we that is still active against Mr. IJ. Um, but we also uh, made it uh, public to say it would be fruitful. I mean, fruitful for us for to go and and, and pursue him now. Whereas there are other cases that we still dealing with, so we would want to make sure that we finalize all these other cases, uh, so that we can be able to start with the extradition processes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, um, it it's it's always good to do that because if we don't, and we rush, and uh, which in other words it means won't be having uh, any steady in the other cases that he is also we are also investigating against him. Now, if social media and even media reports can go by, they say that uh, some of the Guptas are in Dubai. Uh, is it very hard to, to get them out of that particular country in Dubai? Well, we haven't uh, dealt with them, but uh, we did um, engage um, Interpol. Uh, and the um, response that we got was that uh, it was going to be very easy. Uh, for us to be able to uh, to get them, uh, there were two South Africans uh, that we wanted in the country. Um, it's just that this is not our case you know, as the Hawks. Mm. Um, they were in Dubai, so it was found that they were in Dubai, and uh, they were extradited from Dubai to South Africa. Mm-hmm. So it shows that uh, uh, we do have uh, uh, good relations with them. So. Uh, when the time comes, uh, we will be able to um, to see how it goes. But uh, as far as I um, I've uh, got that is that um, we will get good cooperation from that from that end. There was a raid last week at the Gupta compound here in Johannesburg. Anything you want to say about that? Well, that is an NPA matter, um, which I cannot uh, get into it. But the fact of the matter is that. Uh, um, this is an indication of our seriousness when it comes to issues uh, that were brought to our attention. Uh, it's not the end of it. We're still going to continue. Uh, at the same time, the cooperation that we have with the NPA, I think, is yielding good results. So you should be expecting more of this. Mm-hmm. So, so what I can gather is that the law enforcement agencies are not working in silos and that there is cooperation. Well, there is cooperation. Um, of course, we we independent bodies, but uh, when it comes to these uh, cases uh, of state capture, we uh, the, the, the two uh, heads of the institution, the MPA and the, and the Hawks, uh, they have sat down and they found it prudent for them to make sure that uh, we work together. Um, so hence, we are doing everything um, as a team. Uh, you have the AFU, you have your prosecutors. Um, you have the investigators that are being led uh, by, by prosecutors. So there's a lot uh, that is uh, ongoing. It's just that, of course, uh, you would want to see results uh, you know, as soon as possible. But these are very complex cases. Uh, but where we can be able to uh, pick up something, uh, we will be able to do that like we did uh, last week with the Section World Trade. I thank you so much for your time and joining us, sir. That was the Hawks, uh, the Hawks spokesperson, Angwani Malahutsi, on the line. Well, there you heard it. Uh, there is cooperation between the law enforcement agencies and uh, maybe, hopefully, they will uh, get uh, the uh, the three uh, brothers, uh, the Gupta brothers, in the country sooner or later, including Dudazani Zuma. 105.1, the home of SAFM in Johannesburg. Johannesburg.
SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. 6.45, ANC Star Ward, Dr. Zola Squeyia, will be laid to rest in Pretoria this morning. He died at the age of 75 last week. He was the Minister of Public Service, Administration and Social Development between 1994 and 2009. He was also South Africa's High Commissioner to the United Kingdom and Ireland. Amos Paho reflects on Squeyia's life. Born in Simon's Town on 14th April 1942, Zola Squeyia lived his childhood amid the poverty of depressed communities. After the family moved to Port Elizabeth, he attended primary school in New Brighton and then in retreat Cape Town. Here, the Catholic Church organized activities such as tours of the peninsula to keep the ghetto children out of mischief. These tours provided their only view of a world beyond poverty, but Square also expanded his worldview through reading. After the family moved back to Alice in the Eastern Cape, he went to Lovedale College. Square participated in school boycotts against the introduction of Bantu education in 1953. The experience convinced him of the need to foster unity among Africans and he joined the ANC in 1956. Former cabinet minister Charles Ngakula, who attended the school with Squeyia, says at this point he fostered unity among African students. Squeyia matriculated from Lovedale in 1960. Around this time he met and worked with Governor Mbeki. Mbeki's commitment to action and sound knowledge of rural politics strengthened Squeyia's feeling that the ANC was on the right track. At Fort Hare University, he was an active member of the party. When Nelson Mandela went abroad to seek military training facilities for the ANC, Squeya was one of those who mobilized support among the people for Umkondo Wesizwe. ANC veteran Mavusom Simang was with Squeya in the camps. There he was trained in guerrilla warfare. Securitas for this group meant clandestinely crossing international borders, mostly without passports. Then there were lessons in topography, the manufacture of explosives, homemade. We were also taught Marxism and Leninism, dialectical materialism, and the class analysis of the struggle that we're going to be engaged in. Zola and his great friend Duncan Causa took a lot of comfort and knowledge in this dialectical materialism. In 1978, he obtained an LLB degree at the University of Leipzig in Germany. He then worked for the ANC in various offices and capacities, traveling extensively throughout the world and publishing articles in many journals. Squeya returned from exile in June 1990 and was shocked at the deprivation and homelessness of Africans. Since his return from exile in 1990, he has directed the Department of Legal and Constitutional Affairs. He has helped to set up the Center for Development Studies and the South African Legal Defense Fund, both at the University of the Western Cape. Squeya also led a team of the ANC which drafted the Constitution. Former NPA boss Budelani Nguka worked with him in the team. By the time we finished the work that we were doing, we had a draft constitution. The ANC was able to go to the negotiations and present positions on every facet of those constitutional negotiations. And today, 70% of the work that we did as the Constitutional Committee is now in our constitution. And that is credit to the leader of the team, that is Zola Square.
Skweya was first elected to parliament in 1994 and he joined the cabinet as a minister of public service and administration in the same year. There he made tremendous achievements including the adoption of Batupele principles which are a guiding tool on how best the civil service can benefit South Africans. He was moved to the position of minister of social development under President Thabo Mbeki in 1999. After 15 years in the cabinet and parliament, his retirement from both was announced on May 6, 2009, following the April 2009 general elections. As a result, he was not sworn in for the new parliamentary term. He did not leave politics altogether. However, he remained a member of the ANC's National Executive Committee. Skweya took up the post of a High Commissioner to the United Kingdom. He retired in 2014. Upon his return, he continued to be active within the ANC, particularly during attempts by veterans to reach out to the leadership of President Jacob Zuma following significant losses during the 2016 local government elections. This is how Skweya expressed himself about the state of the ANC during a media interview in 2016. That's a painful thing that everybody is asking. Yeah, many are, some of the comrades that are here. That majority of our lives, in fact, all our youth was spent and lost within the AMC. But today we have very little, very little influence on how our policies of the ANC are being carried out one way or other. There is no possibility that has been open. None of us want to be in the NEC, I doubt. But you see no way in which you can be able to, to influence the thinking of our leadership in, in government in general. Skweya is survived by his wife, Ambassador Tutukile Skweya, three sons, two daughters and 12 grandchildren. I'm Amos Power in Pretoria. Joining us now on the line is Leela Martins, our reporter. She's at the house of Dr. Skweya. Very good morning to you, Leela. And can you tell us what is currently happening there? Yes, well, you can hear singing from inside the house. We do know that the pre-funeral proceedings uh, are underway. The um, family members and dignitaries are starting to arrive as well. I saw Gauteng Premier David Makura arriving as well as the minister in the presidency. And a family friend, um, Dr. Nkosisana Lamini Zuma, at the house, what is happening now is the ANC flag will be removed from the coffin and given to the family, and the casket will then be draped in the national flag by the military. Um, the family will then carry the casket to the hearse, which will then take Dr. Skriya to the church. Uh, they, the, the procession is expected to arrive at church at about 8.30. But it's, it's a cold, misty morning, um, and it's it's a very high security at the house as well. What is the mood of the people that are arriving at Dr. Squia's house there this morning? Well, most of them are sad. Um, we spoke to Dr. Nkosasana Laminizuma, and she said he's one of a generation of ANC leaders, of which there's not lots lots of them left. And he said, she also said April is not a good month for the ANC with the passing of Mama Winnie and the Ambassador Nene. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a somber mood at the house. There's still some of the caterers are getting busy. Um, and as I said, there's a lot of security here. But it's, it's a somber mood of everyone coming in. Just to recap, what time will the funeral procession take place? Well, the funeral procession is supposed to leave um, the house just before 8, quarter to 8, and arrive at the church at 8.30. 
Um, the proceedings at the church will then continue until 11, and the procession will then move on to the cemetery from from after 11. Lila Machnes, thank you so much for that report uh, in Pretoria at Dr. Squia's house. Now, remember that we're asking you this morning, we'd like to find out from you what's happening currently in the northwest province, violence in the, in the streets of Mai Keng, and the president uh, in talks with the leadership of the northwest. We're asking you, do you think that the intervention by the ANC president, will quell the violence in the northwest. Let's listen to your WhatsApp voice notes. Good morning, Elvis. I also agree with other listeners that the program is too short. Harry Skonkenville. My name is Moloto Mawatamela. My very concern is that the president was in an important trip in London. He has to cut his short trip because of the ANC crisis in Mafikeng. Where is the Deputy President, the Acting President, Didi Mabuza, and the ANC Secretary General? Remember, the Secretary General is an engine of the organization. Why they cannot go and solve the problem of Northwest? I mean, I think that is unfair to the President to cut his trip in short in London. These are some of your comments on the Twitter handle. Sipo Menses says, I don't trust the ANC. They can delay the process of removing Momopelo, but residents must continue in their struggle. The ground forces must not stop their good work. They must protest until Supra steps down. I have learned a lot in my Kang residents the weekend view hashtag mike and newland says i'm arranging listeners to toy toy outside parliament uh, members week we demand a hundred percent longer elvis amanda says mike this one coming in says why is the sabc management trying to fix uh, what wasn't broken talk shows might be cheap to produce do not fulfill the news and information commitment and elvis my day is longer now because your program is shorter well, there you have it. These are some of your comments. Uh, this one coming from Errol Pressy says, If Malema is guilty of corruption, he must face the full might of the law. It has nothing to do with the land. Land will still be allocated to blacks even if Malema goes to prison. This one uh, says from Jenny, Elvis, is due to me any still involved in the Richards Bay Water Supply Department? I, 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 as far as I can recall, not, Jenny, but uh, I stand to be corrected. This one says, Elvis, do other listeners um, are spot on. We must choose our presenters, you, Sakina and Sapiso, SAFM will lose us sadly. Elvis, your program is too short, but like the Northwest, the voice of the people is not heard, says Kathy. Uh, this one says, um, uh, we can view, no, our life plus death issues uh, following years of maladministration that need immediate relevant intervention in the whole of the country, not strikes and politics, says R. Let's hear it from uh, Warren uh, in, uh, in East London. Statheim, sir. Statheim. Good morning, Elvis. The irony is this. 117 years ago, Mafeking was being besieged by the Boers. They were British, but mainly Africans in the town of Mafeking, which is called uh, the Place of Stones, okay, and I'm reading from a history book. And it's iron, uh, ironic that somebody from London has to now come out all the way 117 years later to re-rescue Mafeking from its own people. Isn't mm. it that, that ironic, sir? Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that says Warren in Stutterheim. Now, you can also let me know what's on your mind. Uh, let's take a look here at uh, some of your comments coming through as we continue. Uh, this one coming in. No, that one we did already. Let's see here. 
this one says, uh, "Let me. Sorry, I just need to go back there. The system is a bit slow this morning." Um, also from Yan and Garden says that the show is too short. A couple of uh, comments coming through there, and uh, yes, you can still let us know what's on your mind in relation to the question that we posed to you. As you know, the ANC president Cyril Ramaphosa has given that assurance that the issues of the Northwest will be dealt with the urgency that they deserve. Now he made that assurance during the media briefing in my Keng last night after attending that urgent ANC leaders meeting. Residents of Mai Kang and other northwest towns have been embarking on violent protests to demand the immediate removal of Premier Supramo Mopelo. Now, they do accuse him of corruption and not doing enough to deliver basic services. Now, we would like to find out from you uh, on the question, do you think that the intervention by the ANC President Sol Ramaphosa will quell the violence that we've seen there in, uh, in the northwest uh, buildings being burned down as well as government uh, uh, property? Uh, this one from from Bilky says, Elvis, uh, Saturday is not Saturday anymore. Your show just flies past. I can't catch it, says Bilkish. This one uh, from, um, where's this one coming from? He says, we wish the outgoing premier, Supremo Mopelo, uh, Mahuma Zupta, uh, well for the future. David, Cyril Rama- Ramaphosa, uh, St. John's Methodist Church, and, and Mangahong. That's David. Well, there you have it. These are some of your comments. Please, uh, you can keep them coming. But that's where we got to leave it for now. Uh, For today, uh, we um, unfortunately only running one hour now. So we can't uh, give you. uh, Remember that uh, Dr. Squia, the ANC stalwart, uh, he will be laid to rest in Pretoria this morning. Uh, He died at the age of 75 last week. Uh, He was the Minister of Public Service Administration and Social Development between 1994 and 2009. He was also South Africa's High Commissioner to the United Kingdom and Ireland. 